ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. It is Thursday, July 8th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can join the program by calling the White Claw phone lines at 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. White Claw Heart Seltzer is made pure. Coming up today on the program, we're going to hear from Alex Millett. Had a chance earlier today to head over to Marshall. We had a player availability, took advantage of it. Over the next few days, we're going to hear from a lot of guys. Today, Alex Millett. I think we'll hear from Kobe Cumberlander tomorrow. I really enjoyed talking to him earlier today as well. So we're going to have all of that for you this week and next. Uh, I'm going to tease Kobe tomorrow. We talked about Will Ulmer. We talked about possibly putting Kobe and Will together in a band. And I'll let you kind of think about that for a, for a day or so. And then I'll, um, I'll share what we talked about earlier in the day, and that's coming up tomorrow. But Alex Millette's going to be uh, our feature today. We'll get your phone calls in, as always, at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. You can also find me on Twitter, at Paul Swan, Facebook, The Drive with Paul Swan. And, of course, we always appreciate it when you subscribe to the podcast. You can find the podcast at our website, wrvc.com, on iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. Last night, big night in hockey. The Tampa Bay Lightning win the Stanley Cup final, put the Canadians away 1-0. Game 5 win, win the series four games to one. It was historic, I think, for many reasons. But here's what it sounded like last night if you were watching the game on NBC Sports. Down to 15 seconds. Puck pinned to the corner to the right of Vasilevsky. Comes out in front. It is cleared as time winds down here in Tampa. Five seconds remaining. Puck retrieved by Petrie. Lightning strikes twice. The Tampa Bay Lightning win their second straight Stanley Cup. What a great call from Kenny Albert. Lightning strikes twice. I didn't know he had it in him. And with that win... Tampa Bay is the first team to go back-to-back since the Penguins did it in 2016 and 17. It's the third time in franchise history that the Lightning have won the Stanley Cup. They also won it in 2004. They won it in the bubble in 2020. It's also making them the ninth franchise in NHL history to win back-to-back Stanley Cups. This was the 15th consecutive playoff game for Tampa Bay in which they followed up a loss with a win. So, big win for Tampa Bay. You know what? We've got a dynasty here in Tampa with the baseball being as good as it has been. We've got, of course, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Tom Brady. And now you've got, really, I think, a a true dynasty here with Tampa Bay on the ice. So, Tampa Bay becoming the city of champions Big deal going on right now in Tampa if you love sports. Uh, You turn your head and somebody's always in a spot to win a championship. Now, for those of you who have become soccer fans as of late, the Euro 2020 final is set. 
And for the first time ever, England is one of the last two teams standing. England gets the victory over Denmark in the semifinals. It was crazy yesterday. 2-1 contest took extra time to complete. At the end of regulation, the score was 1-1. Harry Kane scored the game winner in the first half of extra time to send Denmark out. He put home his own rebound of a penalty kick. Slowly takes steps back and is ready to take the penalty for England. Oh, Schmeichel saved it, but Kane is there on the rebound. And Kane buries it into the back of the net. What incredible drama in the semi-final. Now, Denmark was pretty good, right? For those of you who've been following the Euro, Denmark was pretty good. And they, I thought, were going to win this thing. Unfortunately for them, and fortunately for fans of England, don't get it done. England now is going to face Italy in the Euro 2020 final. That's going to be at Wembley Stadium on Sunday, 3 o'clock. So lots of action coming up this weekend. We have got baseball to tell you about. The NBA finals continue. We'll get into that with you. We'll take your phone calls at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. We've got the basketball schedules in the conference side of things, at least, for Marshall's men and women. We're going to talk about that with you later on. It's the same schedule, just flipped. Conference going back to... It's the old way of doing things here. I kind of liked, to a degree, the way it was being done, to a degree. But now it's at least going to be a little bit more balanced, a little bit more fair. You're going to play a team, and then you're going to see them on your home court, or you're going to see them first, and then you're going to travel out and play them. Western Kentucky is going to be a back-to-back series of sorts one away, one home. So we'll get into all of that with you with the schedule. Get your phone calls in, your comments on social media. But when we come back from break, we're going to hear from Alex Millette. Had a chance to catch up with him earlier today, and I'm going to share that with you when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Big day today over at Marshall. Had an opportunity to be a part of the media availability there. And let's be honest, it's summer. We really don't have much to, to get into specifically every day when it comes to Marshall. So it was fun just to catch up with a few of the guys. Hadn't seen a lot of these guys in person for a long time. And so here in the next week or so, you're going to hear from at least one player every day. And today I've got Alex Millette. I spent maybe about 10 minutes just talking to him. And for the most part, it felt like just catching back up with an old friend, and that's how some of these guys are. Alex has been there forever. I think he's been there probably, it feels like 20 years. I know that's not the case, but it just feels like Alex Millet, old man, the guy who's been there forever, he'll be there when, he'll be. He'll probably be there another 20 years. I, I don't know. He, just, he feels like he comes with the place. That's how... Important he has been over the last few years. But with all of that said, and all kidding aside, 
talking to Alex, he's seen a few things. So I wanted to kind of get a feel from him what the transition was like. You go from Doc Holliday, you go from your coach, the guy that brings you in, you go from that guy to the new one who's coming in, Charles Huff. And I want to get his thoughts on what that transition was like going from Doc into a new system with Coach Huff. Well, I will be honest, you know, having Doc Holliday as my coach for five years. Um, got to know Doc and that staff very well. I love Doc Holliday. I love that whole staff. And um, obviously everything happened. And, you know, I mean, that's not – I'm a player. I'm not – it's not my choice anyway. Um, but I love Coach Huff. And I love the energy that he's bringing to their program. And I love the energy that all the coaches are bringing to our program. I think he's. I think he's. Um, I think he's picking up uh, where Doc left off very well. So he's he's sold. He bought in. He is all part of that. And something that we started talking about was Coach Huff. He always talks about at least the short time we've known him. Coach Huff always talks about closing the gap. That's what he's trying to do. He wants to close the gap. That is his mantra. That is his battle cry. We're going to close the gap. So my question to Alex was, what does closing the gap mean to you? Um, it's taking that next step. It's, uh, you know, I've been here for six years. Uh, four of the years, I'd say every year I've been here, really, five years, going on six, we've had a team that can win a championship, and we've fallen short. And honestly, it's, uh, it's frustrating, it's tough. And when he says close the gap, we're like, yeah. You know, it's the little things that we need to clean up in order for us to get where we want to go. We want to be a great team. And that's why he talks about closing the gap every single day. Another saying that kind of goes along with it is how are you going to finish? Because how are you going to finish, it's all about, you know, you could, you could go into a game, have a crappy first, second, third quarter. But if you fight your butt off the fourth quarter, you're going to have a chance to win the game, you know? And I think closing the gap is making sure that for, for – for a full game, you're going to be locked in and you're going to be paying attention to details and you're going to make sure that you can do everything in your power to win. So my next question to him, what was it? What was that one moment? What have you seen or what have you done that it has brought to you to this point where you have bought in? What is making you believe in what Coach is selling with his mentality of closing the gap? I think every single day, the energy that every coach comes in with, it could be, you know, we were running at 6 a.m. this morning. It could be 6 a.m. this morning, or it could be when we come back at 3.30 for, to go out and practice on the field. Uh, or not practice, I mean, you know what it is. Player-led, all that crap. But, um, like, it's, it's the same energy every single time, no matter what. It's, uh, um, it's just like... It's really, I've enjoyed it a lot. It's a lot of hard work. It's a lot of hard work and early mornings and all that stuff, but you can feel everybody buying in. You can really feel everybody being like, okay, you know, this is what we need to do to win a championship, so let's go do it. Focusing on that grind up to this point, of course, you're trying to learn how coach wants you to do things. Coach is teaching them how a Coach Huff team looks sounds, acts, and there's a lot of things that are, are going on as well as far as how you prepare for a game, how you learn how to do your job. All of this, it's it's the same, but it's new in a sense that you've got a new coach leading 
and he's got his own way of doing things. And so you're grinding and you're you're trying to to get ahead as far as you can, and you've been doing it for a long time now. And with a player like Alex Millette, he's been there so long, he has a pretty good eye for, okay, who's excelling, who's not, who's performing, who's getting better. He's not just a, a freshman coming in wide-eyed and, and just trying to get things done and pick up on everything. He's pretty observant. So I want to know from him, at this point, who stands out to him? We have a lot of young guys that are, are that look really good right now. Um, I think everybody's working their tails off, and I think everyone's coming along very nicely. Um, a couple guys that are jumping out to me, um, Emmanuel Bush, you know, that kid's a workhorse. He's a um, people will try to say he's undersized or whatever, but he's a really, really good football player, and he comes to work every day and does it. Eli Neal, um, you know, we lost Beckett last year, but Eli Neal has every single day came in and got extra work in, and he's he's really growing into a, a leader on that defense, and it's it's just really awesome to see. And um, just, I mean, there's a lot of guys. I mean, I, th- I, I could go on and on and on. Um, in our O-line room, uh, Logan Osborne, you know, he's the Cabell kid. He's he's coming along really nicely. He's he's he's, he's a good football player. Uh, Billy, <laughs> Billy hasn't practiced with us yet, but, you know, he's he's doing pretty well. Um, he's He fits in right along in with the O-line, and um, he's a good football player. But, like I said, I could go on and on. That leads me to the next player I wanted him to talk about, and that's the quarterback, Grant Wells. Of course, Alex has seen a lot of him. He probably knows him better than most, as, of course, when you're on the O-line, you better know what's going on with the quarterback. And he talked about his progression, where he's at, and just in general, his thoughts on Grant. And you know what? I think he likes Grant. I, I think he's a fan. First off, I love Grant Wells. I'll just put that on. I'll put that on uh, radio, and I'll say that he's uh, he's one of my good friends, uh, one of my best friends on on our team right now, and uh, we hang out all the time. But you know, non-biased speaking, he's grown a lot. You know, as a freshman, I played as a freshman back in 2017, <laughs> a long time ago, and uh, and he's just. Uh, He's grown a lot. I was I was out there. I know how it feels as a freshman. You know, it's hard it's hard to go out there and just say screw it. I'm gonna go and just play. And uh, but you know, I was able to do it, and he was able to do it. You know, he's a phenomenal football player, and I think he's grown as a player and as a leader. I think a leader's a big a, a big step for him because um, you know, as a as an offense, you have the keys of the, or as a quarterback, you have the keys of the offense. And uh, I feel like he's really stepping into that role and being the guy that leads by not only actions, but he's starting to get his voice in there too. So he's getting his voice in. He's become the leader that we were hoping he would be at quarterback. But there was a buy-in early. You had to buy into this kid. You had to go out there and just decide right then and there, all right, we're behind him. He got thrown into it. Not in a sense that he was just thrown into the fire unprepared, but he was thrown into it nonetheless. And there was a buy-in. The team said, this is our guy. We're backing him. He's going to be the quarterback, and we're here for him. And with that early buy-in, I kind of wanted to know from Alex, 
Is that paying off now? You throw this kid into the fire. You had his back. He could have let you down. He could have made you look foolish. I mean, you're really going all out for him, letting him know that he's the guy. You're backing him. Is all that paying off now? Yeah, I think it was a big deal. I think that's 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 how you see if someone's ready for the for Division One football or not. I don't think anybody, you know, a lot of people are good practice players, but once you get in the game, you never know what's going to happen. And we threw him in there first game. You know, he obviously had some nerves going and went out there and lit it up. And I, I mean, I knew for a fact that that's what he's going to do. That's how I started my career against NC State. And and he uh, he's like he's gonna. It was important for us to buy into because obviously on the offense you have, you know, me and Will have been leaders for a couple of years now and and three well, a long time. But we we've and we have a freshman quarterback, so obviously for him he's probably going to be like, well, it's going to be hard for me to come in. And but we both told him we're like, look, man, this is your offense. Take it over. We're going to follow you. We might be leaders, but you are too. And he did a good job of just taking it over and becoming the leader of our offense. Alex Millette on his quarterback, Grant Wells. Now, the hot topic across college athletics is name, image, and likeness. This is a big deal. The NCAA finally opening the door. Student-athletes can now take advantage of opportunities they weren't able to take advantage of before. What that's going to look like is anyone's guess right now. One perfect example is Will Omer. He can perform as Will Omer. He can go out and make music. He can perform, and he can benefit from one of his passions. And we'll talk more about that tomorrow with Kobe Cumberlander. But talking to Alex today about that, just wanted to get his thoughts on how important is that or just what does that mean now that you're able to take advantage of things that other student-athletes are able to take advantage of? I think it's awesome. In, in my opinion, I like it's – you know, there's a lot of, for a lot of years, there's been a lot of controversy. Um, I've never really said anything about it, but uh, I think it's a it's a big deal. You know, Will had to, Will couldn't get paid at all when he wanted to perform, and he had to, couldn't use his own name. You know, to work so hard, he he his he's been my roommate. We lived together for going on five and a half years when the season ends, and he is. He is as passionate about football as he is with guitar. It's the same. It's the same thing. And you know, the sense of accomplishment and relief that he was able to try to make a career out of country music singing too is awesome. Um, you know, a lot of us guys. I know me and Grant are barstool athletes. <laughs> we uh, we did that whole deal with barstool, and just and just being able to. It's not even about. Yeah, like money is awesome, but like being able to use your name for whatever you want is awesome because, you know, like 99% of college football players don't go to play to pro, so this gives a lot of people's pro teams. And being able to be a pro player in college, basically, as far as making your own name is is very fulfilling. That's Alex Millette coming up tomorrow on the program. Kobe Cumberland, let me tell you right now, I'm working on a name for their band that he might be in with Will Omer. i got to come up with a name for it. We'll talk about that with you tomorrow with Kobe Cumberlander. We're going to hear from several guys later in the week, next week, including Grant Wells. Let's just say 
it was fun today to actually do player interviews once again. So that was Alex Millette, and if you missed any part of that, you can always catch it on our podcast. Just download it from iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. When we continue, we're going to look into the Marshall Conference schedule, both men's and women's basketball coming out yesterday. We'll talk about it with you also later on in the program. We will get your phone calls in. We'll look ahead at tonight's action in the NBA and we got baseball action as well coming up. All of that still to come. It's The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Phone lines this hour brought to you by White Claw, 877-420-TALK, 877 877- 420-8255. Yesterday, the conference schedule was released for both Marshall's men and women. Of course, it's a mirror of each other. You look at the schedule, and Marshall will face off against Louisiana Tech. The women will entertain Louisiana Tech on Thursday, December 30th, and the men will be on the road at Louisiana Tech on that same Thursday. Basically, going back to the old format where the men would play and the women would play on the same day. If the men were home, that meant the women were on the road. Here's what it looks like as far as the men are concerned. Thursday, as I mentioned, December 30th, going to be at Louisiana Tech. And then on that Saturday, New Year's Day, at Southern Miss. And then Marshall will open up. The men will open up. Let me qualify that. The men will open up conference play at home. On Saturday, January 8th, taking on FAU. Follow that up with a Thursday, January 13th contest against North Texas, also at home. And then Saturday, January 15th, taking on Rice, a three-game homestand. And then you go on the road. You've got the Florida trip for Thursday, January 20th and Saturday, January 22nd at FIU first, and then at FAU. Thursday, January 27th, home against Middle Tennessee. And then Saturday, January 29th, you take on UAB. Then you're on the road Thursday, February 3rd, and Saturday, February 5th, at Old Dominion, and then at Charlotte. You come back home Thursday, February 10th, you take on FIU, and then you have got a Sunday contest February 13th at UTEP. And that's interesting. It's a Sunday game. I think it's much better for travel, to be honest with you. Taking on UTEP, you should play maybe on a different day. And so with the Thundering Herd taking on UTEP that day on the 13th, it gives them at least a, an, an opportunity to travel properly. You know, you're not rushing. You're not trying to travel. You play Thursday. You're, you're traveling on Friday. And you're playing home against FIU. And then you're on the road at UTEP on the 13th. So you, at least you have a little bit more of a a proper travel schedule there. And then Thursday, February 17th, home against Old Dominion. And then Saturday, February 19th, you take on Charlotte at home. So pretty much three of four at home 
with the lone exception being that Sunday, February 13th contest at UTEP. And then Middle Tennessee on the road, Thursday, February 24th. And then Wednesday, March 2nd, Western Kentucky. And then on Saturday, March 5th, at West, excuse me, at Western Kentucky. That makes sense to me. Those final two games against Western Kentucky, that's your travel partner. So why not make it a weekend like that? Make it, and I like it that's at the end. Maybe that's the best thing to do. Have your travel partner be the last game on your schedule. That's not a bad idea. Now, you might think this is a little similar to what it was like last year when you, you paired up with teams. But I, I really like how this is going to be. I, I think that works. We'll see in reality, but I group that together because you get that out of the way. I mean, there's no weird scheduling. There's nothing like that. You're not playing on a – you're not. and here's the other thing. You're not having to travel as well. You, you play that, and then you're going to conference tournament. You're not doing anything weird like trying to play that game and then go out west and, and play in Texas. You're not doing anything weird like that. So that's basically what the men's schedule looks like. And then they flip that for the women. And that's what you've got. So when the men are home, the women will be on the road. When the women are home, the men will be on the road. So you've got a basketball game every week if you were so inclined. So if you wanted to go see a basketball game every every Saturday, pretty much, for the most part, every Thursday and every Saturday from December 30th on, you're covered. You can go support the men. You can go support the women. And you can bring on the herd every weekend. You have an opportunity to go see a game. So. That's what your schedule looks like. Conference USA releasing that yesterday. Still waiting for the non-conference schedule to be official. Waiting for the official version of that schedule. And hopefully we'll get that soon. We will get your phone calls in. 877-420-TALK. 877-420-8255. More coming up. It's The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Don't worry. Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Our phone lines this hour brought to you by White Claw Heart Seltzer made pure 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. NBA action coming up tonight. It's game two, Phoenix Suns taking on the Milwaukee Bucks. Phoenix leads the series one game to nothing. You know that prediction I made about Milwaukee and six? I think, did I say six? Milwaukee and six? I'm still not off. I'm not wrong yet. It's just going to take a few more games. I said six. I meant Phoenix would win a couple. I, I wasn't expecting that. I watched that, and I didn't expect that. Let's see if it happens for Milwaukee tonight. Giannis is playing again. And I'm kind of curious, though, how this is going to go as far as television is concerned. You know, we've had a strange year and a half here. Let's be honest. Let's be, let's be fair about it. And you don't have the usual suspects in the NBA Finals. You don't have LeBron. 
He's not there. He's getting ready to go fight virtual somebodies and Space Jam whatever. He's getting ready for that. Him and 3D Bugs getting ready to try to be Michael Jordan. And while he's off doing that, the NBA Finals don't have him. Instead, you got Chris Paul, you got Giannis, you got different names that maybe your casual fan isn't into. Because keep in mind, the NBA Finals is going to be watched by basketball fans, hardcore basketball fans. If you're a fan of the association, you're going to be watching. I'm a fan of the National Hockey League. I was watching. My team wasn't in it. I was watching. So if you're a basketball fan, you're a fan of the association, you're watching for the most part, right? Okay, that's fair. Well, if you're just a casual observer, you're just a fan, a general sports fan, maybe basketball is not your thing. Maybe you're watching, maybe not, but a total of 8.56 million people watch game one between the Milwaukee Bucks and the Phoenix Suns. That's a 35% drop from 2019, which was the last time the finals were held in summer. And you have to use that as a comparison. You can't use anything else. You have to use it only because we had a an interesting run with the bubble. And so the demos are all there. ABC winning the demo battle. That's great. They're winning the night. You want to win the night. But if you're looking at just numbers, 8.56 million, 35% drop from 2019. Now, what does that mean? Well, it's summer. People aren't necessarily watching TV. I mean, that's a fact. Television viewership goes down in summertime. People are out doing more. And here's another thing to keep in mind. People have been cooped up so long with mask restrictions loosening up, travel restrictions loosening up, restrictions in general across the country loosening up. Things are opening back up. That means people are traveling a little bit more. People are vacationing a little bit more. People are able to go do other things a little bit more. And so what are you doing? Are you sitting at home at 9 p.m. getting ready for the Bucks and Phoenix Suns? And probably the answer is no. Unless you're a basketball fan, you're into it. The answer is probably no. So the numbers are down. Plus, we don't have a big draw there. Does your average basketball fan know about Giannis? Maybe. Does your casual basketball fan know about him? Probably heard the name. Does that extra viewership come from when it's the finals? How many people tuned in? to the NBA Finals when Jordan was playing, because it was Jordan, right? How many? Probably a lot. Because you knew Jordan, and before that you knew Magic, you knew Magic and, and Larry Bird, you knew some of these names. Now, not to say that people are just living in a vacuum here, but if you're a casual fan, you're probably not watching this, unless you just you're interested. As I said, there are a lot of other things going on, Sports is starting to ramp back up. We've got the Olympics coming on soon. We've got the Euro going on. We had hockey going on. really wasn't conflicting with the final. Game one wasn't conflicting, but at the same time, numbers are a little down. We'll see if that turns around. If Milwaukee can maybe make a game of it and 
get a win. Maybe things will be on the upswing. Maybe people will tune in to a later game, game five, game six, game seven. You're on ABC. The time, I think, is part of the problem. East Coast is probably killing time. Now, the game was off on a pretty pretty early time compared to some other things that usually go on. It wasn't into the late hours of the night. But at the same time, it's a 9 o'clock start. So are you hanging around until 9 o'clock to, to even get started with this? And again, I bet the answer is probably no. How many people are really into the Bucks and the Suns? Most people I know are, are Laker fans or... Most people I know are Lakers fans because of LeBron. Or maybe they're not Lakers fans. But you go with the big teams, the name teams there. And right now, Milwaukee, Phoenix, when you think of the NBA Finals, those are the two teams that probably deserve to be there. Those are the two teams that maybe don't have the name, brand, the draw. But at the same time, Phoenix, very good team. Milwaukee's a good team. I actually watched it. I haven't watched much of the NBA. Now that hockey's done, I'm going to be into basketball a little bit more, at least for the final. And then I'm probably going to be a little bit more into baseball. We have baseball action for you coming up tonight as well. Pittsburgh taking on the Mets. 7 o'clock is going to be approximately first pitch around that time. We'll have it for you. 640. 645. We're going to hear 645 right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. But that's that's where we're at. We had so little, and now we have so much. That's why last year we were craving things. And so when we got the basketball tournament, we were craving things. As sports fans, we didn't have anything. Remember last year? Hockey season was supposed to be going on. And what happened? They're showing, they're showing video game footage. And you had announcers doing play-by-play of video game footage, which I thought was cool. But at the same time, I don't know if I'm tuning in for that on a regular basis. It's not like the kids today tuning in on Twitch to watch their favorite streamer play their favorite game. It's a little different. It's you're letting the computer play, and you've got a broadcast team filling time, filling some advertising obligations with a simulated game. Not the same. Coming up tonight, as I mentioned, baseball action tomorrow. Back here with Kobe Cumberlander. That'll be my guest, or at least uh, we'll get his comments from today. That's coming up tomorrow, and just kind of give you a preview. Uh, we talked a little bit about him possibly teaming up with Will Homer. Maybe they're going to start a band together. Maybe they're going to maybe they're going to have a, a duo. I don't know. Maybe they're the next big and rich. I don't know. Maybe they're the next Florida-Georgia line. I, I mean, it could be. I mean, maybe. I don't know any other country duo, so I've run out. Maybe they're um, like the next Brothers Osborne. Again, I'm not your country music expert. You can tune over to our sister station, 93.7 The Dog, and listen to country music, and you'll probably know way more than I do. I'm going I'm to be upfront with you. I'm more of a Planet 927-985 guy. Just, I'm going to be upfront with you. Don't, don't, don't tell management. I, I, you know, we're not supposed to play favorites here, but 
I'm more of a planet 92795 guy. Hey, you know, that was funny. You'll hear it tomorrow, but Kobe was telling me, he said, look, I'm a, I'm a guy who likes all kinds of music. I like all kinds of music. I'm going to let him explain that tomorrow. So that's what you got to look forward to. And, of course, uh, I'm trying to get Coach Kemper on. Uh, there's some changes going on with the women's team. He's uh, adding staff. Of course, the schedule coming out. So I'm trying to get Coach Kemper on. We'll try to make that happen. Uh, he is actually on the road. So if we can make it happen tomorrow, we will. If not, we've got Kobe Cumberlander to look forward to. And that will be our show tomorrow. And, of course, if you miss any part of today's show, don't forget you can go back and catch it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, wherever you get your podcast. That's where you'll find our show. And I appreciate everyone who downloads the show on a daily basis if you can't listen to it live. And, of course, here's a great way to go about listening to the show. If you've got the app, you can listen to us live. You can stream us anywhere. If you've got the app, and you can get that on our website, just go to WRBC.com. If you have the app, you can get podcasts right there in the app. So if you can't listen to the show live and you want to listen to the podcast later on when we post it, you can go into the app and you can go to the podcast link. It'll be right there. So you don't have to even go and find it. It will be right there for you to listen to in the app, which I thought was really cool when we set that up. So... If you subscribe to the show, you can do so in your favorite podcast player on your favorite podcast service. Or if you've got our streaming app, you don't even have to do that. You can just go and listen to it from the app every day and just open the app up, go to the podcast section, and you can listen to the show that way. So I thought that was really cool. And if you don't have our app and you want to find an easy way to get it, go to our website and you'll get the link there. We've got the link for the Android devices that you might have, or your iPhone. All you have to do is go to WRVC.com, and you can get that link, and you can listen to the show that way, and the station, of course. And if you've got a smart device named Alexa, we get a skill you can enable there. So what you need to do is just go to the website, enable the skill for your Alexa device, and then you can tell Alexa to play the show, just tell Alexa to play the station. Open the app, and then you can ask Alexa in that app to play the podcast. Pretty cool. All right, that's going to do it for this edition. Thanks for tuning in. Back tomorrow, and we'll do it all over again right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930.